Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, for those who are new to the podcast, welcome. And for those who are returning, welcome back. Wanted to talk to you today about those who are trying to get their first sales role or those who are switching companies or perhaps someone who's switching a different department. So they may be in marketing, they might be in operations and supply chain, and they're they're coming over to the sales side, which uh, I applaud them if they are. But the reason I'm sharing this is I was asked to speak uh, to a college uh, with their graduating class around where are there parallels between trying to land that first job, so the selling process, and then and then the skills used when we're actually in the sales role? And some people think they're different, but <laughs> they're the same. And so if you don't enjoy the process, this is, you know, you have to be careful what you wish for because this is what you're doing. You're selling yourself. You're doing the exact same thing. You're targeting the company you want to work for. That's your ideal customer profile. That's the account or the industry you're looking for. Your persona, the person within there is the hiring manager. The interview process is basically your discovery call, your your demo in one, and how you're demonstrating the value, how you show them that you understand their business and the impact you can have so you can really de-risk it for them. There's a negotiation element that's going to show them, again, that you know your worth, um, that this is what you will do if successful with your customers. You're not going to hit the discount button. You're not going to give anything without getting anything in, in, in return. And that's what they're going to look for. And then finally, you know, you're asking for the, the deal. You're closing, you're, you're closing that call in that you're booking next steps before we get off the call. Same thing. When you are representing that company, you are not getting off a call until you have ne- next step books. So I really want to go through how there, there is an overlap and, you know, the importance of every step, because right now what I see on LinkedIn, you know, there's very few jobs open. And when they are, when a, when a good job comes up, I mean, they have five, six, seven, 800 applicants. That's, that's, you know, you really have to stand out. So there's an opportunity here at every stage to really sell yourself and differentiate yourself, but you have to understand what you're doing. And as you're doing this to sell you, This is what you're going to be doing when you are actually in that role selling their product, trying to help solve problems for their customers, which are now your customers. And so I just, you know, in preparation for the talk I did, I had to reflect back in my own sales career. And when I got into sales, my first job was in the year 2000. And so when I talk to the reps now and a lot of them say, well, we don't have all the tech and we don't have this and we don't have that, you know, I would say that's an excuse. I didn't have any of that. And so while it might be helpful, what stood out for me was that even 20 years late, more than 20 years later, there's fundamentals that, that still hold true. And that's what's going to drive, that's going to, what's going to, you know, 
allow the successful person to stand out is really understanding what your true strengths are that are timeless and leveraging them. And so when you think about that first that first step is really, you know, what company do I want to work for? What industry do I want to work for? And sometimes people just say, well, Karen, I just really want to get into sales. I want to make money. And I would say, well, you know, a lot of it is the experience we are going to be providing for our customers. And if we don't know what lights us up, what fuels us, what makes it us happy, we're going to give a, a lackluster experience. We're going to be very transactional and we are going to be the same as everyone else. So I would say really know your purpose, know your why. Like where, where do you get excited? Is it a certain industry? Did you go to school for something? Did you have a, a job in this area? Is a family member or a friend in this area that really excites you? You know, and, and really look at your core values. What's important to you? What are non-negotiables? And align yourself with companies that have that culture, that are known for that. You know, are you following them on LinkedIn? Are you talking to current and past employees that have worked there and said, yes, you, these guys are stand-up people. There's integrity. They do what they say they're going to do. These are all important uh, factors that can't, I would say this is like picking a partner. Like you got to just know at that very top level what is important to me because this is a huge decision. And I could just tell you a quick backstory. When I was in university, I was pre-med. I studied biology and uh, was going to go on to, to be a doctor and change my mind. But medicine, healthcare, patients, patient safety, hospitals, all those things were in my wheelhouse. That's what I loved, you know, where I volunteered in the hospitals, what I studied. And so when I was selecting a company, it wasn't just any company, I selected a healthcare company and I worked in hospitals for 20 years because that aligned with my passion. I wanted to help people. Um, I wanted to be in that environment. My mother was a nurse. I was very empathetic to the work they did. So when I was helping nurses, you know, it was coming from a place of authenticity because I knew my mother would work 12 hour nights and I could see these tired nurses and I just wanted to help them. So, you know, when you say you were selling them, I, I it wasn't selling, I was helping them. I understand the role they had to do. I was empathetic to them. And so it was a very different experience I provided. And so I would just invite you to think very carefully why am I choosing this company? What are they doing that's making a difference in the world? But more importantly, why does that matter to me? Like, am I all about the money? Do I want to be part of something bigger than me? Do I want to be, you know, someone who's giving back, who's got a environmentally responsible, who's looking at their carbon footprint? Like, what's important to you? And find a company because I can tell you those are the, the, the synergies and the partnerships that are long lasting. Otherwise, you're transactional, you burn out because you realize these guys are blowing smoke and they're the same as everybody else. And it just, I would say it continues to give sales and salespeople a bad rap. So know your ICP, your ideal customer profile. That's the, you know, at the account level. And so even when you're in that job, who the same thing is these are the accounts you're going to be going after. These are the accounts that have the problem that you solve for. So the same type of information and uh, you have to gather and the unknowns you have to solve for here are in that account level, choosing the, the company, the industry you, you'd like to get a job in. It's the same process when you're actually in that role. You know, you're targeting prospects, you're targeting companies that you can help. And then you come down from there and you say, okay, I, I understand the company level. And for me, it was healthcare. Who is the person I'm going to be dealing with? So who is my 
persona, who's my avatar, whatever language you want to use in the job interview process, who's the hiring manager? And sometimes it's one person. Sometimes they're going to have a screening interview with HR first. And so it's important that you know their roles and you know at what point did they, they're probably screening here. Or they're going to shortlist because they have 800 applicants. They got to get it down to here. And then they bring in the hiring manager. Again, same thing when you're actually in the role. Who is the person? And it's never really one person. It's up to 13 now that's usually committee based that you're going to be selling to or you're going to be dealing with and working with. And so I would say know as much about this person as you can, because again, when you actually get face-to-face time, you have to hit that value button immediately because you're competing with hundreds of people. So even before you get into that meeting, do you know anybody who currently is a current employee or past employee that's worked with this person? Can they introduce you or can they even give you some background information on the person? What are they like? What are they known for? Um, If not, do you know their role? Do you know... Um, how they're measured, who influences them, how they make a decision, uh, what's important to them. Do you know anything about them in their personal life? Can you connect with them on LinkedIn? If you don't know anybody, can you send them a video message saying, really looking forward to meeting you, um, learning more about the position, seeing how we can work together in the future, whatever you want to say. But again, in that video, anything you can to stand out. And the same thing in when you're in that role, when you're targeting your, your, when you have the person you know that you're going to be dealing with, how can you make, how can you stand out? Because for all the vendors, and at this point you were a vendor, that you all look and sound the same in the eyes of the customer. So how can you stand out? How can, the more you know your buyer, the more you know what's important to them, the more you know why they're not going to make a decision. What would make them make a decision? What would make them hire you? How can you de-risk it, you know? Hiring is a very risky process. Sometimes everyone says the right thing. It looks great on paper and then they pull the trigger and it's, it's a bad hire. And so how can we make it safe? So how can you really share some stories? How can you do some social proofing that if there's anybody that they know that, you know, that's going to de-risk it and really let them see who you are as a person, how you make decisions, how you think, what types of questions you ask how you demonstrate active listening, all these things are going to make them feel confident in choosing you. And so we definitely need to know as much about the hiring manager as we can. Most likely we have not done that job. So I would say go on indeed, go and look on on a website that that's hiring for that role and understand the the core competencies, the criteria, the responsibilities. So that's going to help you understand where they're coming from. When they're asking these questions, why are they asking them? And now you have some more context around their role. Okay, so definitely uh, understand their role as much as you can about them. Do your homework, leverage your network. Does anybody know this person that they could introduce you? Definitely send a LinkedIn uh, uh, connection before you have the interview. You can send a video letting them know you're looking forward to it. Again, any way you can to stand out. In the interview process, I would say this is same when you're in that role, when you're in sales, it's the same. It's not one. And then, you know, once I get in, I don't have to do that. (laughs) That's sales. You have to do that. It's the same thing. The only thing you're doing now is you're selling yourself. You're selling the outcomes you will provide for the company. You're demonstrating how you will help them achieve their corporate objectives. So we've selected the account, the company, the industry. We understand who our hiring manager or in sales, our persona, our avatar, the person or the people we're going to be meeting with. And then we have the meeting. So in this instance, it's the interview. 
uh, or in, in uh, the selling motions, it'd be a discovery or a slash discovery and demo. And this is where you have to deliver value. You really have to show them what it's like to engage with you, what it would be like for you to represent their brand, their company, because they're evaluating and they, you know, hiring managers don't want egg on their face, right? They want to know that they've made the right decision. So how can you really demonstrate your capabilities, um, your desire to learn, to really help the company, show them that you understand not just their product, understand their customers, who they help, but even a layer deeper, who do their customers help? So two tiers down that allows you to have breadth and, and really are coming at it from that strategic partner level. That's very different from someone saying, I know you sell this. Yeah, but 30 other companies sell the same thing. Like what's, what's your differentiator? What's your positioning that, that this company comes at at the angle they come at it? Do you have a different hypothesis? And really just, you got to hit that value button quickly because they're, they're screening at this point and they're trying to shortlist pretty quickly. So make it hard for them. And basically you're, you're, if you understand the role, you understand how they're measured, you will be able to deliver value because you know what's valuable to them based on your understanding of their role of the decisions they have to make and all those things. So I would just say, can you leverage storytelling? Can you make it easy? Uh, can you share past experience? And if you haven't had any sales experience, do you have any, have you coached any teams before? Have you volunteered? What transferable skills do you bring to the table that aren't necessarily sales skills? Because, you know, a lot of people think, you know, past behavior predicts future. Not always. So because you're coming perhaps new, there's an eagerness to learn there. So how can you inject that into the conversations? How can you show your coachability? How can you show your curiosity, your desire to learn that you're always learning? You know, what podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? What courses have you taken? What associations do you belong? This is all demonstrating the type of person that they're going to get. They want that. You're a self-starter. You're already upskilling yourself and bettering yourself on your own independently. That's a, that's a, a self-starter, a go-getter, and that's definitely what they're looking for. Following that, you know, you have to negotiate. And again, this is what they're looking for. If you're delivering any contracts, if you're responding to an RFP, depending on the nature of the role, they're going to say, okay, are they hitting the discount button immediately? Are they giving things without asking for anything in return? So even if you don't have negotiations training, you know, we're not going to just give anything up without asking for something in return. So if they've given a salary range and you want to, you know, start in the middle, you can say, you know, with the expectation to go to increase to X at six months points, provided these criteria are met and things like that, that show them this is it. It might be your first rodeo, but they don't need to know that it shows them, you know, your worth. And there's some growth there and you're willing to, to go there, but you also want to be evaluated and potentially rewarded in a time frame. And that's, you know, again, that's a differentiator. If Imagine someone else just coming in with a number, not backing up with anything, and you've come at it from a different angle. Uh, or you can say, you know, I, uh, it starts with three weeks. Well, I would like four weeks. It doesn't always have to be with the salary. You know, do they offer, um, I don't know, a part-time MBA? Is there an opportunity to upskill yourself, to take any courses? You know, get creative and just see, like, how can I also highlight my desire to be a continuous learner and always be developing myself? But just that, you know, money is not the end-all be-all. You know, again, and this goes back to your why. What's important to you? 
Is there an opportunity? What kind of community, what kind of um, DEI initiatives do they have? Like, you know, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you because it's got to be a good fit. Otherwise, you'll be going through the same process in six months from now and nobody wants to do that. So definitely negotiate, uh, get creative and know your worth. Don't back down uh, without, again, you know, I say that lightly because when I had my first job, I came from customer service and I moved into sales. So didn't really have a lot to go on. But I think if you still have transferable skills, if you've demonstrated your abilities, you also don't want to be a pushover. So um, what I would say here is they're evaluating you. Every every stage, every question, the way in which you respond, they're evaluating you and they're saying, okay, is this in line with how we want our reps to to treat, to engage with our prospects? Okay. And that's what they're looking for. And then finally, you know, closing, just like in a sales call, you never get off, you never close a sales call without having the next one booked. And they're always looking for advancing. And there's many times I interviewed, I was interviewing people and at the end of it, they would just thank me. (laughs) And it was like, it was just like, okay, is this, this is how it's going to end then. All right. You just made that easy for me. And you can't, you have to let them know your intent. You have to let them know that you enjoyed it. Obviously, you're going to ask great questions, but what is that next step? And you have to close for that next step. If there's a date you can get, you might not be able to get a date, but you're asking. And this is, again, what they're 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 evaluating. Um, they're going to put you through training, but they're just saying, how much does this person know already? So you definitely want to ask for the, 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 the job, ask for that next step, and let them know you're not afraid to do that. You're not being pushy. You're trying to get through this process to achieve an outcome. There's many other areas, but what I really wanted to just highlight is, you know, the main four or five areas that as you're going through the interview process, as you're selecting the company, that process, what you're doing here, the selling motions are the same when you're in the job. So if you are surprised by how it makes you feel, what you're learning about yourself, you know, in time, things get easier, but sales, it's, it's a very rewarding job, but it's a tough job. And so going through that, you have to ask yourself, do I want more of this? And it's a great way to really see if you're cut out for it. But, but I would say it's not, this isn't the testament to see if you're cut out for it because it's, it's an interview. It's going through the process. You know, I would say definitely give it a year. Again, I'm biased. This is all I've done. It is, it is the best job. It is a hard job. But when you, when you do it well, you treat people with respect, with integrity, uh, the way you would like to be treated. And, and again, you're going to demonstrate all this in the interview. It is, it's, you know, very rewarding profession. And, you know, you could spend your whole life doing it. And so what I would just encourage you to do is do your homework. LinkedIn, when I post ads for customers, we're getting five and 600 respondents. You know, if you're not standing out, if you're not making it easy, de-risking it, understanding your buyer, all these things, you're just, you're not even going to get a call back. So you really have to do the fundamentals. And uh, these fundamentals are the same fundamentals you're going to be doing when you're in the role. And so what I shared, taking it back to the talk I did was, although I didn't have the tech stack that, that people do today, you know, what got me into sales and what allowed me to have a successful career is the same thing that's out there now. And it's these steps. This is what I followed. And this is what I continue to follow. And so I would just say, it's not, I'm going to play this role. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to do these steps to get the job. And then I'm going to be someone different. <laughs> this is who you are. And this is, this is what they're buying. They're buying you. 
And so you have to sell yourself and show them, model the behavior, show them what it would be like to work with you and de-risk it for them. So I hope that helped. If you are interviewing and you take some of that advice, let us know how it worked out for you. If you have any questions, comments, uh, please feel free to email me. Um, If you haven't subscribed, I encourage you to subscribe and uh, encourage you also to write a review so we can get more visibility and continue to attract the amazing guests that we have. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.